Hello and welcome to Coffee and Code. I'm your host, Ashley Coffee. Coffee and Code is your weekly rundown for the latest top tech news from around the world delivered every Wednesday. On this show, you'll find a mix of the latest news in the tech world, including privacy, infosec, startups, and more, including interviews with experts, innovators, and practical everyday tech tips to level up your life. Subscribe to Coffee and Code to be notified when new episodes go live. You can also find me on Twitter at AshleyCoffee underscore, that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-C-O-F-F-E-Y underscore, and on Instagram at AshleyRCoffee89. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Coffee and Code. Today's theme is centered around TikTok, the bell of the ball in the tech news world. So today I'll be talking about the TikTok potential sale to Microsoft and what the CEO has to say about it. Instagram's new Reels feature that dropped today that rivals TikTok. And a class action lawsuit that claims that TikTok steals kids' data and sends it to China through an Illinois law known as the Biometric Information Privacy Act. So let's get to it. TikTok is in the news again this week. In a letter to staff, ByteDance founder and CEO Zhang Yiming says a forced sale of TikTok to a U.S. buyer is, quote, unreasonable, and the real goal of the U.S. is a ban. A U.S. investigation into ByteDance Limited's TikTok is really intended to smother a Chinese-owned app that's become a sensation with Americans, founder Zhang Yiming told employees in China on Tuesday. In his second missive to the troops in as many days, the billionaire entrepreneur set a government probe into the company's 2017 purchase of Music.ly, TikTok's um, progenitor, was intended to spur a complete shutout. Escalating U.S.-China tensions had prompted American politicians to warn that the app posed a potential national security threat and call for an investigation into whether U.S. user data was being shared with Beijing, accusations that ByteDance has repeatedly rejected. Beijing-based ByteDance has come under pressure from the White House and U.S. lawmakers to sell off its U.S. TikTok operations and now has until September 15th to hold negotiations with Microsoft over such a deal. President Donald Trump said on Monday any sale of TikTok's American operations would have to include a substantial payment to the U.S., though it wasn't clear under what authority he can extract a payment. And while a forced sale of TikTok to U.S. buyer is, quote, unreasonable, it is still part of a legal process and the company has no choice but to abide by the law. Zing said, quote, but this is not their goal or even what they want. Their real objective is to achieve a comprehensive ban, end quote. Zing's comments were echoed by prominent venture capitalist Li Kaifu, who wrote Tuesday on Chinese social media he found that fracas around TikTok Unbelievable. The former head of Google's Chinese operations added that while Google was forced to leave China, Beijing had always been clear about its restrictions while Trump lacked a legal basis to bar TikTok. In a separate letter yesterday, 
Zhang said ByteDance is exploring all possibilities to resolve an intensifying confrontation with Washington and that the world's largest startup has made no final decisions on options. The CEO said Tuesday that both he and ByteDance have come under intense criticism at home following news of a possible sale and thanked China employees for their efforts. Beijing has also waded into the fray. China's government won't accept an acquisition of TikTok's U.S. operations by Microsoft Corp. and may take action against Washington if a sale is forced, the state-run Chinese Daily said in an editorial on Tuesday. Whew, lots of stuff going on here. I don't know if this acquisition will go through um, something that was interesting that one of my friends brought up in his own uh, flash briefing is that in the past when Microsoft has purchased um, companies or or really innovative tools, they haven't really done a good job with them. Um, for example, uh, he mentioned whenever the pandemic happened, no one said, oh yeah, let's use Skype. Everyone went to Zoom. So interesting parallel there. If this does end up happening, what will happen with it? Will it fizzle out? Will it become innovative? Who knows? Um, I'm interested to see how this plays out and I will keep you all updated. Speaking of TikTok, today, Instagram Reels, the company's significant effort in challenging TikTok on short-form creative content, is launching globally starting today. The feature is being made available across 50 countries, including the U.S. The expansion means Reels will now be available in key international markets such as India, Brazil, France, Germany, the UK, Japan, Australia, Spain, Mexico, Argentina, and several others. The timing is fortuitous given TikTok's uncertain future in the US as Trump administration weighs either banning the Chinese-owned app entirely or forcing it to sell off its US operations. However, Facebook plans to respond to the TikTok threat were underway well before now. In late 2018, Facebook launched a TikTok clone called Lasso. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has. The app didn't take off and was shuttered this year. Though unsuccessful as a standalone product, Lasso represents Facebook's ability to run what are essentially large-scale beta tests that don't have to generate revenue. This essentially allows Facebook to collect a sizable amount of user behavioral data that can be put to use when building new features for flagship apps, like it's doing with Instagram Reels. Following the Lasso's tests, Instagram released Reels in Brazil, actually in November of 2019, where it was called Sinus, to see how Instagram users would respond to a different sort of mobile video experience. And then those tests steadily expanded outside the U.S. to markets like India and parts of Europe in 2020. So with Reels, Instagram's goal is not just to capture the new, the, the now actually, the now potentially up for grabs TikTok audience in the U.S. It's to steal them away from, from TikTok, even if it remains. And we all know today Instagram caters to a certain kind of creator community that doesn't always overlap with the younger Gen Z and up user base that's found a home on TikTok. Instead, Instagram users either share polished, curated photos to their feed, publish personal and casual videos and stories, or share almost YouTube-like creator content to IGTV. 
still trying to see the, the value in IGTV. I haven't seen it yet. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Instagram understood the importance of music, not just editing tools, workflow, and discovery, and helping its TikTok competitor thrive. TikTok, after all, has its own record label contracts, though the extent of those deals haven't been widely published. Using Reels is easy because it's built into the Instagram camera that everyone already knows how to use. And to create a Reel, you'll select the option at the bottom of the Instagram camera next to Story. And the editing tools pop up on the left side of the screen, which is where you'll find the AR effects and other options like the timer, the speed, and the align features. But TikTok has built something that may not be easily replicated, a community of users who started their social media lives with underage accounts on music.ly. They grew up the app, lived through the TikTok rebranding, and now may see no need to switch unless TikTok actually does disappear. So this is interesting, and I will keep you updated on what's next. If you haven't already noticed it, today's theme is centered around TikTok. A class action lawsuit claims that TikTok steals kids' data and sends it to China. And families are suing TikTok in what has turned into a major legal action in federal court. Dozens of minors, through their parents, are alleging that the video sharing app collects information about their facial characteristics, locations, and close contacts, and then quietly sends that data to servers in China. 20 separate but similar federal lawsuits were filed over the past year on behalf of TikTok users in California, where the company has offices in Illinois, which requires that technology companies receive written consent before collecting data on a person's identity. The suits now have been merged into one. And on Tuesday, a panel of federal judges ruled that the case will be based in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois. Judge John Z. Lee was appointed at the presiding judge. Plaintiff's lawyers will be asking Lee to expand the suit into a nationwide class action, potentially affecting tens of millions of American users. While TikTok flatly denies the allegations, the company is under intense pressure to avoid a long, drawn-out legal battle. The Trump administration considers TikTok a national security threat because its parent company, ByteDance, is based in China. President Trump said Monday that TikTok must be sold to an American suitor by September 15th or, quote, close down in the United States. Microsoft has acknowledged that it is exploring a potential bid. And TikTok is fighting to have the privacy lawsuit dismissed. But if it survives, the suit could cost the company hundreds of millions of dollars. A lawsuit filed under the, under the same Illinois law against Facebook over its use of facial recognition technology recently prompted the social network to agree to a record data privacy settlement of $650 million. That's a lot of money. Legal experts said if the court approves the TikTok lawsuit as a national case, the settlement sum could exceed the Facebook payout. The Illinois law, known as the Biometric Information Privacy Act, quote, has been striking fear in the heart of many companies in the United States for fear that claims like this will be brought, end quote. This was said by Leslie Weaver, one of the 33 plaintiffs' attorneys involved in the litigation against TikTok. 
Attorneys for TikTok said the app is neither capturing users' biometric information nor sending any data to China. But TikTok's legal team also argues that the company can transfer data to Beijing if it chooses to do so without breaking any laws. Quote, The app's privacy policy also fully discloses that user data will be shared with TikTok's corporate affiliates and third-party business partners and service providers, as is standard with free social networking apps that have a business model based on advertising, end quote. This was said by TikTok's lawyer, Tony Weebel, that he wrote in a submission to the court. So is TikTok sending data to China? The national security debate about TikTok centers on something nobody has so far provided direct evidence of, that TikTok is sending information about American citizens to China and possibly the Chinese Communist Party. TikTok said that its primary servers for its U.S. users are in Virginia and its backup servers are in Singapore. The company said no data collected on Americans ever goes to servers or authorities in China. But that contradicts the findings of technology experts hired by the plaintiff's attorneys. Those experts who study the collection and journey of TikTok data claim troves of information are being sent to servers in China, quote, under the control of third parties who cooperate with the Chinese government, end quote. Such information reveals TikTok users' precise physical location, including possibly indoor locations within buildings, and TikTok's users' apps that possibly reveal mental or physical health, religious views, political views, and sexual orientation. Wow, that's a lot of private information. The lawyers declined to comment for this particular instance and would not disclose who their experts were or what methods that they employed to trace this data and information. In the lawsuit, they contend that as soon as TikTok is downloaded, it starts collecting data, even before a user opens an account. If a user begins making a video but then does not save it, data in the video is still mined by TikTok according to the suit. Even when TikTok is merely on a phone but not being used, it is still allegedly vacuuming up loads of personal data. It is a practice, the suit argues, that violates the law by not receiving the consent of users. This right here, what I just said, is a huge reason why I don't have TikTok on my phone. The attorneys for the users said that the app engages in what they call, quote, covert theft while attempting to hide its tracks. They do so by obfuscating the, the source code that would reveal the private and personally identifiable user data and content actually taken from users' mobile devices. TikTok denies that any of its data collection starts before users agree to its terms of service. TikTok is upfront about what the data it takes from users. Experts said most smartphone apps collect and store just as much, or more, data as TikTok does. TikTok's legal team said the lawsuit is based on a factually mistaken analysis of how the app collects data and what it is doing with that data. But worse than that, according to TikTok lawyer Weeble, it's that suit that is it's the suit that is Chinaphobic in the same way that many US politicians and Silicon Valley tech giants are. TikTok says that there's that the case should be tossed based on user agreement, so the privacy policy that we all agreed to whenever we download an app. 
The terms of service include what is known as an arbitration clause, which makes users agree that any complaint about the company can never be pro- never be part of a class action lawsuit. This little clause is, is in every single um, terms and conditions that I've read. And I, I am that ridiculous person that does read the terms and conditions. I find them fascinating. And there's lots of little bits of information that are very useful. Highly recommend. But under California law, arbitration clauses do not apply to minors, so they can still file lawsuits if they think they have been harmed. Attorneys for the users said because data collection allegedly happens before any terms of service are agreed to, users of any age should be able to have their day in court. TikTok, though, hopes the whole case will be thrown out on the grounds that users do not have the right to bring the lawsuit in the first place because of the arbitration clause that forces disputes to be resolved outside of court. If a panel of judges overseeing the case sides with TikTok, the whole case could fall apart. But if the panel agrees with the plaintiffs, both sides will begin deliberations about who is able to join the class action and how much money will be at stake. Under the Illinois biometric law, the minimum penalty is $1,000 per instance that identifying data was taken without someone's consent. If it is proven that the covert theft was reckless, the penalty can go up to $5,000 per violation. According to market research firm Sensor Tower, TikTok has been downloaded more than 180 million times in the United States. Lawsuit looms over potential sale to Microsoft. So we all know that Microsoft is in talks of potentially buying TikTok. But if the suit becomes a nationwide class action, it could be a legal headache and considerable expense that sticks around TikTok for years to come. Microsoft has vowed that if it becomes TikTok's new parent company, all data on American citizens would remain within U.S. borders. In a statement made by Microsoft, quote, to the extent that any such data is currently stored or backed up outside of the United States, Microsoft would ensure that the data is deleted from servers outside of the country after it's transferred. Whew, this is crazy, you guys. Um, Privacy laws, the real uh, data privacy, it's real. Um, The fact that it's affecting us now, people are more willing to listen to it, but This is um, going to be one of many lawsuits that we see in the future when it comes to data privacy. And um, I will continue to follow this because this is interesting and TikTok is just all over the place. So um, thank you for for letting me uh, talk about um, TikTok and privacy. I'm really passionate about data privacy and would love to help educate more people on it. It's time for your weekly tech tip. So this one's a little bit different from the past tech tips, and it's going to be for anyone and everyone. doesn't matter what kind of phone that you have. Um, So we all know that we sign up for services, whether that's like HelloFresh or Stitch Fix, you name it. Um, We use them for a little bit, and then we stop using them, right? We delete the apps on our phone, but where is our data? Our data, like our name, our address, maybe our um, billing information, credit cards, whatever. That stuff still lives with that company. So recently, I sent an email to one of these companies that I've used in the past that I don't use anymore, 
and I'd ask them to delete all of my information from their servers. And they reached out to me and said, thank you. <laughs> and that they've deleted all of my data from their servers following the GDPR law. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the GDPR law, that's a conversation for a whole new episode, but it does enable you the right to request to have your data removed from servers, um, potentially if you don't use it anymore. Um, so that is my tech tip for you. Uh, if you've used services in the past that you no longer use and you know you're not going to use anymore, shoot their support service um, an email just to say, hey, please have my information removed from your servers. Um, it gives me peace of mind knowing that my information isn't out there floating in different spaces that I don't know about. Um, you never know with the data leaks that happen all the time what will could potentially happen with your information. Like it's no longer in your control at that point. So um, that's my tip for you today. Thank you for listening and I hope this was useful to you. And that's the scoop on coffee and code. If there's a specific topic that you wanna hear more about, let me know by visiting anchor.fm forward slash coffee and code forward slash message. I'd love to hear from you. Before I leave you today, I would like to give a special thank you to Just Good Coffee Company, the official coffee partner of Coffee and Code. Just Good Coffee offers a carefully crafted selection of coffee from some of the most revered coffee producing regions around the world. Their commitment to offering exceptionally good experiences extends beyond just the products themselves, but extends well into the community, which is awesome. Their mission is simple to offer good coffee and coffee for good. From cup to community, that is the sole purpose of Just Good Coffee. Be sure to check out their newest culture collection. These blends are carefully crafted and roasted to perfection, each with origins from within the great continent of Africa. You can find them at justgoodcoffee.co. I am personally a huge fan of this coffee. It tastes so good. Um, I drink it while I'm recording this and um, nothing but good things to say about this coffee company. Shout out to my friend Ray. Thank you so much and thank you all for listening. And be sure to subscribe to be notified when new episodes of Coffee and Code go live.